Hey, I'm Kevin, the student pastor at Shore Church again. Thanks for listening to our message. We strive each week to bring you relevant, practical, biblical teaching that meets you where you are. To find out more about us or what's going on at the church, head on over to scog.com or download the app. Hope you enjoy the message. We're in the middle of a series called Filter, and we're really playing into this, this idea of filters on a camera. Now, if you've ever uh, taken, there used to be these things called cameras, not just phones, kids. I feel like an old, old-timer here. Uh, and, and you would, you would, you would all got to play with all kinds of stuff. This is before Instagram and, and all the filters that you got to put on after you took the picture. Now, but pre that, you got to put on, and if you had a fun camera, you could put on fun filters on the front of your camera, on the lens of your camera, that looked like this. Now, these things would change the way that which the light in the picture would come into your camera, and they would change fundamentally how your, your, your picture would work, okay? And so you could have one that would take all the blue light out, and that would make everything brighter. Uh, I cheat, uh, or I used to cheat until my uh, glasses broke, because I have three children. And, <laughs> but I had a blue light filter on my glasses, which made the gray days of February in Illinois, a little bit brighter. So if you have problems in February where you just start angry at the world and you wear glasses, you might want to try the blue light filter. Just saying, helped me. Uh, so pro tip. That has nothing to do with the message today, but there you go. Um, and you could have a blue light filter. You could have a UV filter that makes the, the pic- picture a little less harsh uh, on, on once you get it developed. Yeah, you had to develop things. Whoa, wait for your pictures. I don't know how my two-year-old would exist in a world where she could not take a picture and then look at herself. Took a picture and look at herself. We are building a narcissist. Uh, so, you know, and you have these different filters, and you put them on the camera, and that would change the way in which light would come into uh, the camera, and it would change fundamentally how your pictures work. And so we're stepping into this idea, but you need to know that to get the whole metaphor for the whole rest of the series. But we're really stepping into this idea of what filters look like uh, in our own lives. Specifically, what it looks like to have the filters change in our lives when we become a Christian, how we operate in the kingdom of God, what that looks like, what that feels like, how that changes how we love, how we help, what truth is, how we deal with truth, how we deal with love, and how we deal with help. These are significant, significant issues. I've been going through uh, this for a while now in my head, in my journaling time, and kind of dealing with when I'm speaking, yeah, it can be full of truth, but is it helpful? Because really, if I talk a lot up here about what the truth is, but you can't apply it to your lives, you're like, well, that was a waste of 20, 30, 40, feels like five hours, Um, right? But if it's all helpful, but there's no truth in it, you're like, well, that was, I could have gone to a self-help class, and that's not what we're about either. And if it's just lovey-dovey, oh, yeah, yeah, rainbows and unicorns around here, then we have some issues as well. Does this make sense? And I think sometimes we all fall into those certain little circle areas in our lives, and we kind of try to figure out what does that mean for us? How do we operate in this? How do we walk through that? What's this supposed to look like? Well, we're in a book of the Bible called Romans, and Paul, uh, Paul wrote a book uh, the book of Romans, to a church in Rome. So they come up with really catchy titles for books in the Bible. They call it Romans. So there you go. And if Philippians, it's a church of Philippi. Ephesians, see where I'm going here? 
Church of Ephesians, or Ephesus, sorry. Um, and there you go, just like that. So this is written to a group of Jews and Gentiles in Rome, and really the precipice of everything that's going on in Romans, one of the most influential books of the whole New Testament, probably the whole Bible, is found in Romans chapter 12, 12 and 13. And Paul is kind of building up to Romans 12, his whole, the whole book of Romans, and then after 12 and 13, it's kind of rehashing what's going on there. But Paul really centers in on what does it look like to be a person of faith, to be a person who follows Jesus. Romans 12 is all about what that means internally for you, how you change your thinking and, your, and how you uh, operate. And then Romans 13 is really a rehash of the Sermon on the Mount and kind of like, this is what this means for you. This is how you apply that through the old law, and, and we get rid of the old law, and this is the new law, but it, it, it harkens back to the old law uh, for all of our Jewish brothers and sisters that were in that Roman church that were really confused. Like, wait a minute, I don't have to eat kosher anymore? I can eat bacon? This is awesome. What does that mean, right? That's a happy day when you find out you get to eat bacon. Right, right Hunter? That's Hunter's favorite food. He would have bacon-flavored Cheerios if he could. Um, <laughs> he's going, let's do this. Um, Marketing campaign, there you go. Uh, I'll give that, give that one freely. We have these filters in our lives that, that, Rome, uh, that, that Paul is talking about to the church in Rome to say, this is how you need to be. This is how you need to view the world. This is how you need to change the way in which you're seeing everything to be the kingdom of God. And we've got a little um, picture up here for you because if I start thinking about that, I can be loving. And we all err, we talked about this last week, probably in one of those circles or another. We know people who are really, really helpful, right? They're, or they're, they, they, they're right all the time. It doesn't matter. They're maybe not even obnoxious about it. They're just right. And you're like, ah, oh, that guy, he is right. For all of us married people, it's always our wives. Right? <laughs> people are like, don't, don't hit me with an elbow. Don't hit me with an elbow right now. Uh, so, right? And then the people, they, just, they are the most loving, caring people you know. Like, they just love. They just love people. And sometimes it's even annoying how much they love people. Can we just say that? That's what it is. But some, when those filters start to come together, that's where we see the kingdom of God. Romans uh, chapter 12, verse 1. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of the world, which means get different filters, but be transformed. Take off the old filters from your camera, from your life, how you thought about yourself, how you had to always be right, how you loved yourself. And if you did helping, you just, you helped everyone so you could see what you could get out of it, right? Changing those filters to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, his pleasing, his perfect will. So when we see this, I want to go back to our camera filters here. And these are fun because they screw into each other, which means we can have apply more than one filter at a time. A lot of times in our life, we kind of get caught up on one thing. I'm going this week to do this. We do this with diets all the time, right? I am going to only eat protein or whatever it is. I'm not going to eat any carbs. This is a lie. I am lying to you right now. I will always eat carbs no matter what my doctor says. Uh, so this is, I'm just saying. Uh, so, but we have that filter. This filter is always there. This, this is how we perceive the world. 
Except when we apply this kingdom of God kind of filters, we have the, the filter of truth, the filter of love, and we have the filter of helps. This is found in Romans 12 that we're going to read in just a little bit. But in here, we screw them together, and now they are operating as one filter. Now, far too often in our lives, we slip in applying one of these filters. We get a finger smudge on it. We get some dirt on it. We drop one of the dirt, and we think we're okay. You know what happens to your pictures when you get a nice big thumbprint on the middle of one of these? All your pictures have a thumbprint right smack dab in the middle of it. And then you got to figure out, which one of my filters is broken? Which one is wrong? I don't know. i got to clean all three of them. i got to double-check all of them, not just one, because you don't know which one it is. There could be a hair. I live with a beautiful golden retriever. There's hair in everything. Like, you come, you eat in my house, a good chance you might get some, you get some more protein in that, in that meal. Uh, not because we don't clean our house. It's just the way it is. It's ubiquitous. It flies. Right? Anybody that has a lab or a golden retriever, you're like, Mm-hmm. Amen. Uh, that's just the way it goes. And if you love dogs, you're like, I I'll come over. If you don't like dogs, you're like, that is the most disgusting thing I've ever heard in my life. Sorry. Uh, go have some bacon Cheerios with honor. <laughs> but we have, these, we have these filters, okay? And so when we get one messed up, we've got to reexamine all of them because it's when all three are in perfect alignment that we start living the kingdom of God kind of life. When we mess them up, then we've got an issue. And, and for me, there's always one that kind of sticks out. There's one that like gets, gets, gets foggy. There's one that always gets dirt on it. There's one that gets smudges on it. Maybe I'm loving really well, and maybe I'm, I'm really helpful, but the truth is really struggling, or I'm killing being helpful. Just, oh man, I'm, I'm so helpful. Look how helpful I am. Except with that kind of attitude, am I very loving? Do you, you see where this is going? And so it's hard to get all these things to work together, to come and focus, so that our lives are perceiving what the kingdom of God and doing what the kingdom of God is calling us to do. We have this thing, we've done it for years, and you've heard it and I've heard it probably if you've been to church, I don't know, twice in your life, is that only God can fill the God-shaped hole in your heart. And that sounds awesome. And when you're filling your life with a bunch of junk, with maybe uh, with lies or yourself or money or, or uh, all kinds of things. I'm editing myself because i got third and fifth graders in here. <laughs> Fill in the blank, right? When you start putting that stuff and you've, and you've been cramming in your heart, and you've been cramming in your heart, trying to fill your heart with that stuff, with those, with those actions, that, that when you... Ask Christ to come into your life, and that is removed from your life, and he forgives you of all of your past, and he is residing in your life, and he is Lord of your life. That is a huge shift and a huge change. But what happens a year later, two years later, when life is getting really bumpy and things are really messy and stuff is just, it feels like it's out of whack? Is God broken? Because that's what it feels like. God, you were supposed to fill the God-shaped hole in my heart. Why are you not filling the God-shaped hole in my heart? Can we just be honest that we probably all ask that question? Hello? Is this thing on, God? You, uh, you're not picking up anymore? Gut-level honesty, right? We've probably felt that way. 
There's a lot of tears and snot that's associated with it. I would tell you today, when I get cranky with like that, because I get cranky like that, it's usually my filters have gotten pretty dirty. I'm not seeing the love of God. I'm not loving well. I'm not helping like I should. I'm not finding the, I'm not being helpful into people's lives. And I'm not speaking truth into their life either. Maybe it's one of the three. Maybe it's two of the three. Maybe it's three of the three. Maybe I took my filters and I threw it in the mud and I picked it back up and I put it on my camera. I'm like, well, God, why is my life a mess? Uh, You applied the dirt there, kid. But he's always faithful to clean. He's faithful to transform. He's faithful to pick us back up. And I know we go through seasons where it feels like, God, what are you, what, where is that at? Why does this hurt? Why is this like this? This morning, I want us to look at our filters. So maybe I haven't been so helpful. Maybe I haven't been so true. Maybe I haven't been so loving. Paul helps us in this endeavor by going on in Romans. He deals with truth in Romans 12, uh, verse 3. For by the grace given, given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourselves more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. What does this say? Don't get full of yourself. Because the truth is, you're messy just like everybody else. All right? You, guys, you can look to the person to the left of you and to the right of you and say, you're a mess. You can do that, right? I can do it if I just look at my mirror, right? Because uh, everybody's a mess. Everybody that's in here, we're messes. We got issues. We have things. And so we shouldn't think more highly of ourselves than we ought. That's the truth of the situation. Helping, verse 4, for just as each of us has one body with many members, these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, we, though many fo- through many, form one body, and each member belongs to all others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it's serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's encouraging, then give encouragement. If it's giving, then give generously. If it's to lead, then be diligent. And if it's to be mercy, uh, if it's to show mercy, do it cheerfully. What is he saying? And this is speaking directly to those of us who like to help. If you're going to help, help in, in the way that you can help. Some of us in helps, we, we, uh, we err in one of two ways. Either we don't do anything at all. I don't want to do that. that. Sounds like a lot of work. I don't want to help. Or we try to do everything, right? We try to do everything. Now, there's two problems. We use the, the, the metaphor here of the body of Christ. If a foot tries to be a hand, you can do it for a little bit. Like I've seen some amazing people who can paint with their feet. Good for you. Not this guy. I can't paint with my left hand. Right? So we have, we have, we have, if a foot can't do what a hand does, but a foot really can't do what a liver does. Right? It really can't do what kidneys do. It can't clean your blood. If you try to clean your blood with your feet, Bowen, you're going to have some problems. Especially your feet. Um. <laughs> You just have issues, right? That's the, 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 what the, how the body of Christ works is that Kelly is wired differently than me, and that is a good thing. That Missy's wired differently than Kelly, and that is a fantastic thing for the ladies' team, right? Because if they were both the same people, who knows what our women's ministry would look like? 
It'd be very driven. Missy's like, hey, we should love somebody, Kelly. And Kelly's like, oh, yeah, I was going to do everything. <laughs> right? That's how that works. And we, we, do, we do this all over the place. That's the body of Christ being lived out. When we want to do everything, we, we keep the liver from doing what the liver is supposed to do. We keep the eyeballs from doing what the eyeballs are supposed to do. We got to do it all. This is a problem. Even with the best intentions, it's a problem. I don't want to step on anybody's toes. I don't want to do what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. If the kidney, you find out real quick, if your kidneys aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing, you got some issues. If your heart stops doing what the heart's supposed to do, says, I'm going to take the day off. That's a bad day. Right? But Paul very intentionally uses this analogy of the body of Christ, that we are a body, that we're all working like that, because it's important. So important that we're all doing what we're supposed to be doing. It helps when we get it twisted, when we get it messed up, we start doing everybody else's job, even inside the kingdom of God. And then we're like, God, why? Why is nobody else doing anything? That's because you rushed ahead and did everything. Uh, I was doing it for you. You forget, Jared, that I'm above time and space, and I don't care how fast I got done. Ah. These are the conversations I have with God. I don't know how you have these conversations with God, but this is the real stuff like, oh, that makes a lot of sense, God. And I don't like your answer very much. You ever said that to God? I don't like your tone. <laughs> Can we be real? Like, that's, that's, that's real. Yeah, you're right. Mm, that hurts. Finally, love. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with sorry. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge, and I will repay, says the Lord. What's he saying here? Love must be sincere. Love. Honor one another. Be joyful and patient. And sometimes our love filter gets all kinds of messed up. Love becomes a way in which we try to control people, not build them up. These filters are important on how we see, how we operate in the world. When we have the question, God, where are you? I can't see you. Can't feel you. If we're honest with ourselves, and we look at the filters of our life, have we gotten a muddy? Gotten some smudges there? I know from my me, if you're reading my journal, if you're talking to me, I can point back and go, wow, I got pretty conceited here. I got pretty uppity there. I thought I had all the answers. And that's what always clouds my filters when I'm trying to come in contact with God. I'm trying to live this life. When I'm trying to do whatever is right, whatever is true, 
for my family, for myself, for you guys. I have a feeling that probably the same is, is there for you as well. I have some reflection questions for you this morning as uh, the band comes up to get ready for uh, our baptism Sunday. Um, kids, you guys can go ahead and go on out and change clothes if you need to. Now would be the time. Bowen, this would be... <laughs> All right, so reflection questions. How are the alignment, if, you're, if you have a, a journal with you or a cell phone that you can write a note on, a uh, bulletin, whatever you need, how is the alignment of your filters? I've gotten these, I was in a hurry um, one time trying to take pictures of something. And when you're using a 30, an old school 35 millimeter camera that you got to wind and do all the fun stuff, hurrying is not your friend, if you remember this, right? I was trying to put on a new filter because I wanted this certain shot, and I was cranking the filters on, and I got a cross-thread because I was just hurrying. I got the alignment all out of whack. Weird things happened. And for me, getting frustrated by that, I'm not going to fix anything when I'm frustrated and trying to hurry. I'm the only man in the room that that, 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 that deals with. But if you're, you're honest with yourself, how's the alignment of your filters? Is it causing some issues? Is it causing some problems? If you're honest with yourself, which of your filters have smudges on it? Which filter has given you the most issues? What's your weak spot? When life gets stressful, where do you start to rely on yourself instead of God? Because if you fall into a habit of lying, telling you that's you trying to create your own truth (laughs) to get out of trouble. And whether you're 8 or 80... That'll happen to you. What do you need to do? What do you need to do between you and God to gain alignment? Maybe that's accept Christ for the very first time in your life. Maybe that's to be baptized right now. There's plenty of, the water is nice and warm. You are welcome. Maybe that's repent of some stuff in your life. Turn away from some junk, from some things that have been clouding your life. What do you need to do? Let's pray. God, thank you so much for today, and thank you for this moment. Lord, I ask you to be with us and guide us as we try to put the filters of life in proper alignment, as we try to love with everything that we can, to help in every situation, and to show your truth wherever it is needed. God, that we would live this out with the very breath that we breathe, with the words that we speak, with the words that we type, with the actions of our hands, our very facial expressions, that we would be your man and your woman. Lord, right now we want to submit our lives to you. Say, Jesus, come into our lives and be Lord of our life. Whether we've prayed this a thousand times or for the very first time, Lord, that we submit all of who we are to you. Jesus, would you take away my past? Would you be Lord of my present and Lord of my future? In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thanks for joining us at church this week. 
and a special thanks to all those who continue to support our mission through your generosity. You too can support our mission to reach, grow, and serve our community by giving on the website or through the app. To make sure you never miss out on a message, be sure to subscribe, and don't forget to hit that share button to spread the word. Have a great week.